Got big goals to change your world? Today, we're looking at your goals inside out. Our special guest has a big goal he wants to achieve, and he's sharing it along with some of the insights and approaches about how he goes about it. You see those metrics from your efforts, financials, analytics, and social media. How do you equate attaining your goal in what seems to be a surreal and ever-changing world? Are you setting yourself up for success or failure? Listen in as we disseminate how effective use of content, brand, mission, and stewardship can move that goalpost, helping you to reach personal milestones and perhaps change the world. Get ready to level up your powder coater game. Welcome to Roscoe's Powder Coater Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kim Scott, where we interview influencers and talk about trending topics so you can grow your powder coating biz. Today's topic is sort of an elusive one for me. Um, it's not... Uh, it, I, I stumbled upon an article the other day that kind of triggered a call, a shout out to today's guest. And... You know, um, he's got some pretty big goals. Uh, we'll kind of get into the background of how we know each other. And I guess the questions I want to ask today are, how do you know you're on the right track uh, with your goals, with your business, uh, with your metrics, whether they be social media or business financial goals? How do you stay on the right track to reaching your goals? And what measurements do you use to know you're reaching milestones or rather not the specific reach or engagement or percentages that say the industry gives you, but maybe more of a sort of your own personal satisfaction to know that you're, you're achieving and staying on track. What's important to you, I guess to achieving or reaching those milestones to achieve that big, big goal. Um, and so today's uh, guest has a very big goal in mind. Um, and uh, his name is Ian Caliedo and he owns Caliedo and Sons. Ian, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kim. And of course, you know, Ross too. <laughs> you know, it's great to be here and, and sharing this with you and being a part of your your audience. Hello, all powder coaters out there. <laughs> right. And you don't powder coat, but you do uh, shipbuilding and repair. So you're kind of more on the welding side, which is related to our industry, of course. And mm -hmm. you have a pretty big goal. So today we're talking about content which you're working on very hard, hard right now. You're talking about uh, brand mission and a mission could be your company mission, maybe your personal mission too. Uh, but you're also doing something else 
that is a little different than maybe typical businesses because you have this really big goal. And that is you're starting to get into stewardshipness. I call it that. I don't know. It's, I don't know, maybe that's not the right word for it, but you know, you're, you're, you're coming back into the community and you're working on um, how to kind of bridge or create network connections between the content brand and mission with stewardship and community efforts uh, and uh, to reach bigger goals. So let's get started talking about this. What is your big goal? And tell us a little bit more about what Calietto and Sons does. Yeah, perfect. Um, I'll just start with my, my, my whole 30 second elevator thing. So, you know, hello everyone. I'm Ian Caliero, president of CNS Services. Uh, we are a defense contractor performing ship repair and industrial trade support services. Uh, we specialize in welding, ship and pipe fitting, mechanical, surface blasting and painting trades. I'm also the Hawaii Defense Alliance co-chair for workforce development. Um, at CNS, we play a vital role for the state in the past 30 years, we've maintained maritime vessels. First, um, have hot water and laundry service uh, because of the steam systems we've installed in resorts. Uh, the government protects our nation aboard ships we've repaired, and we built a facility that recycles all of our discarded cars and appliances. Uh, our capabilities are wide, our roster of talent is deep, and our commitment to serving our customers' requirements are second to none. Uh, but most importantly at CNS, we believe in a vision that will usher in Hawaii as the world leader in shipbuilding and repair, and hopefully uh, can make Hawaii's new economic growth and diversity a reality once and for all. And, you know, just thank you for having us, Kim, and um, being able to share what CNS is all about today. Yeah, and that is this, you know, whole big goal of tying what you do to creating a whole new, bigger industry. I mean, you're talking about building ships here, right? Mm -hmm. Not just repairing them, building big ships to mm -hmm. defend our nation. We are out here in the Pacific. To mm -hmm. me, that's a huge goal. I mean, it is. And you're not alone in this goal. I know you're you're making connections and getting on you're, you know, you're, you're a member of several different kinds of entities out there that kind of from workforce stuff through UH uh, to uh, some, you know, some other nonprofits and uh, for profits uh committee member or your board member of and to make it happen right so you're kind of in the trenches um and along the way you're you realized uh i guess in past conversations with you you realized that part of the linchpin for this was building a workforce to handle this big goal so you're kind of implementing sort of this creep along way to getting to this really big goal. Mm -hmm. Cause you can't just walk in and say, here I am. And I got this big goal, put some money behind me and I'll make it happen kind of yeah. thing. The, the real vision, I think the, the, the essence of my vision, you know, if we take it beyond the industry and ship, shipyard, ship repair um, is actually to create opportunities for local, local people, 
that will allow them to thrive, not only survive, but thrive in Hawaii. You know, the cost of living here is tough. Um, many of our of our people are leaving the state to live in the mainland where it's cheaper and easier to survive and buy a home. So there's, there's a lot of great leaders I've been networking with, you know, politicians, nonprofits, uh, other business leaders. And there's, there, there's a really strong effort to bring real change to Hawaii. And, you know, one of the pieces of the puzzle is of course, to make things more affordable um, the way I attack the problem is how's about we, we, we pay people more. We, we give people the means to, to afford what, what we're trying to make cheaper, you know, because, you know, that's, that's, a, that's kind of a losing battle, I think, at this point, because everybody and anybody in the world wants to live here. And with that kind of demand, it's naturally going to drive up prices. Um, so that's, that, that's how I, that's my grand vision is to give uh, local local people a means to keep their families in Hawaii and afford to live here and thrive here. Yeah, it's a sad reality. Um, and I think there's a lot of cultural stuff happening on the mainland right now too, where not cultural, but also physical or in the news kind of stuff where people are kind of migrating, um, you know, to different states based on their, you know, uh, well, there's a lot going on in the world, let's just say that. And it's, it is creating movement on the mainland as well. But I think that there's something special about Hawaii. We talked about this kind of briefly yesterday and how important, um, and I, I am 100% believe, believe in this too, because we have some pretty big goals here at Maui Powder Works, um, global goals, I guess, so to speak. And part of it is sharing that way about Hawaii that is hard to kind of put your thumb on or, you know, people call it aloha, whatever, but it's, it's much, much deeper than that. And, and part of it is just that we've lost the meaning of aloha or what really uh, Polynesian uh, and Hawaiians know about the word ha, which is out of aloha and what that really meant for those, for them um, as a, as a, um, culture and society thriving here in the islands and sort of kind of grabbing that and sharing it with the world, I think is, is important to me um, as, and Ross as a business owners. Um, and, you know, I, I know that you believe in that as well. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. A, it, I think we maybe sometimes take it for granted, you know, being, in it every day, all day here. Um, but the, you know, you just have to, you don't really have to leave the state to see it. You know, you can just look at the news and, right. and see what's going on. The world's on fire, you know. It is, yeah. And and for us, you know, in Hawaii, it's not perfect either, but I think we figured out a lot of, you know, that, that real deep human um, connection issues, you know, and, that's, that's definitely something we need the whole, you know, Hawaii can share with the world and, and make example for it. Yeah. And it wasn't easy, you know, um, uh, in mid-century last, you know, and then, you know, or even from the 1800s with um, multi-cultures moving here for work, uh, 
um, you know, indentured servant labor or whatever, just to get a new start here. I mean, um, it, we've had it all here, really sort of a mini version of, of America and its beginnings. But, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, it wasn't always perfect. And there were some pretty ugly stages to that growth. But I think today we're, we're definitely um, the people that live here and know and understand what it's like to live here is definitely, um, oh, you know, we're, we're still ready to maybe hopefully sharing, sharing it with the world. Uh, just maybe just remind them what it can be like, you know, <laughs> is yeah, really yeah. kind of what it is that we're just trying to share. Um, but we also have a little bit of a background. Uh, you and I know each other from uh, the SBA um, has a program locally here called Emerging Leaders. And we were fortunate enough to be one of the few to attend uh, this annual six month program. And you were my next door neighbor sitting next to me. Um, and, you know, uh, our teacher, uh, Julie Purcell, wonderful woman and just wisdom uh, pouring out of her every every time, twice a week, uh, twice a month, and really challenged us to dig deep um, with our businesses with our personal understandings and our own values to kind of make ourselves better and grow. And of course, the number one uh, statement that was made between, you know, crafting an elevator pitch was, if your goals aren't big enough, or don't scare you, they're not big enough, right? And I'd say building a whole new industry here or expanding on that industry that you're in is is a pretty large goal. So <laughs> yeah. I think that's uh, it's it's easier it said than done, right? So yeah, I, I don't even know if it's possible yet, <laughs> or if it how far I'll get, but got to have something to aim for, right? Right, and I think that that's how adding that steward you know, you're starting to make those connections between your content, your brand mission, and this stewardship uh, that you're doing to reach those goals, because you kind of see that, you know, I'm kind of more of those abstract thinkers where I see it all in one, you know, playing out mm -hmm. uh, in one menagerie in my brain. And a lot of yeah. linear people I talk to, they're just like their head, their eyes are spinning in their head kind of thing, because it does take a visionary type person to kind of see that end goal and then right. work their way backwards to, you know, putting all those implementary steps the there path. to get yeah. to it. Yeah. The path. Yeah. And that, yeah. We all know that that's the hardest, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, you, you know, what, what, what you're doing is you're looking at, you're looking at through a holistic lens, right? You're looking through everything at the same time and how it's kind of, it's an, it's an organism. It's not like, a, it's not a machine, you know, separate right. parts, you know? So that's, that's good that you're, you know, you have that kind of mindset because that's kind of where things are moving these days where like, you know, things are, we're, we're realizing, you know, we're talking about leadership now. So what everything you talked about stewardship, 
um, uh, holisticness, uh, the organic nature of things. That's all leadership and leadership style. So where what we see now in 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 the in the marketplace is is a shift towards you know kind of more um, you know holistic, organic. No, you know, unsiloed, you know, things aren't siloed, things aren't right. compartmentalized anymore, things aren't pieces, you know, of a machine. We're 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 all kind of just more of an organism. And we're we're not so much like a um it's a systems systems view of things. We're, it's not a pyramid, it's more like um a solar system, you know. So you have the sun in the middle, and you have planets surrounding. Uh, you know, planets orbiting the sun, and then you have moons orbiting the planets. But if you look at it horizontally, if 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 you if you look at a solar system from the side, you know everything's on the same level. Right. Yeah. If you look at it from on top, it it it, it there's it's central and it spreads out. So that's that's kind of more of a systems view of how leadership is now. You know, kind of where I'm going with. My style and my organization is more of more of a holistic approach, like you said. And then, you know, having that vision, that grand vision, that big picture, and then working your way, reverse engineering it backwards down to, you know, all the way down to the day-to-day and the steps, you know. So what what do you need to um, have your vision? And then your your values are kind of like your milestones, your your your, your guideposts towards that vision. So, what what I like to um, share with what I've told my guys is uh, it's this simple equation: uh, vision plus values equals culture. Mm-hmm. You know, and then taking that and um, I forget his name. Uh, from the book Good to Great. I forgot the author's name. Was it, oh, I haven't was read it that one. Tim Collins. Mm-hmm. Tim Collins, Collins. But he says that, uh, you know, culture eats strategy for breakfast. You know, so that's the line. You know, culture will trump strategy all day, every day in business. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's kind of the approach I'm taking. You know, vision and values is, is what our culture is. That strategy comes from that. Right. And it, you know, you didn't start that way. You kind of, (laughs) I mean, you did have an existing um, family business and stuff, but it wasn't, you know, um, it wasn't handed to you uh, on a silver platter where it was like, you know, ready to take off. I mean, when I met you, um, it wasn't that way. It was, you know, pretty much in pieces and, you know, you make it look easy today, but that's not the case. Um, you were literally struggling with just even, were you going to stay open or were you going to just like fold it, you know? Um, And, you know, everybody arrives in this class, you know, at some level, right? We all know that there were different levels of us, you know, and we were handpicked to, for a reason. Um, 
in this class to kind of see where people were in different stages of their business. Some were on the exit strategy kind of thing, like retirement and stuff, and how are they going to transition? And others were kind of in more struggling to just find identity um, and stuff like that. So how did you make those first steps um, to building the brand? I mean, you and I have talked about, you know, obviously just a rehash of your website was needed um, and stuff. I mean, that takes effort. Uh, And even through that, you know, it kind of started and failed and then started again. So take us through some of those earlier first steps of how you built the brand and now you're providing content for it and how it all ties Mm -hmm. into your mission um, at Mm -hmm. uh, Calietto. Oh, okay. So it, you know, <laughs> it, I believe it starts from within, you know, uh, and it starts from the top, actually down. There's, I don't like to use this term too much, but, you know, stuff rolls downhill. So, you know, it starts with the founder, the owner of the organization, you know, person who came up with the crazy vision and the idea in the first place. Um, that's where it starts. Um, so you entrepreneurs and business owners, uh, you, you always start, that's where it starts, right? And first things first is to really go even, to go inside of yourself and, and, and really uh, pull out, you know, your, your purpose and your why and really find, find yourself, you know, a lot of self-actualization, a lot of um, inner work, you know, like, you know, I like the holistic approach. So not just why you're doing your business, but you can even get existential and stuff and be like, why do I exist, right? So, (laughs) you know, just go as deep as you can, as comfortable as you want, you know, or not, you know, and uh, that's where it starts. It starts from, from within, just like the solar system. It starts with the sun, right? Starts in the center. So, um, you, you you start from from the inside and then you kind of like ripples in a in a in a lake you know it, it kind of just ripples out from there so and how did you how did you like i mean as you were doing this were you uh because we're going to get to the article that kind of we're basing this around but did you how were you getting feedback? Were you talking to your wife about it? Were you talking to other business leaders about it? Were you, were you talking to your employees? How, who, who was giving you that feedback? Um, well, I was fortunate to have an existing system in place. Like how you said, you know, I'm a second generation owner of this family business. So it, it was more of refining and, you know, keeping, keeping the things, you know, really looking at what we already were and then, and then kind of refining and reevaluating all those things and keeping things and, and getting rid of other things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as far as feedback, um, you know, after, you know, what your thing is, you know, in your heart, you know, in your, what, what, what you think you're going to be doing with your idea, you know, you, you know, go start, you know, talk to your employees, talk to your, uh, you know, friends, family, you know, other business, you know, peers, colleagues, 
and you know you really have you really have, you really know what works you know so it's more just really dialing in on what you're really good at and not getting too not getting distracted you know like it, you know I like I like the one the one thing theory where you know put all your eggs in one basket and then protect that basket with your life <laughs> you know because you know multitasking is a is a lie or whatever you can't do more than one you can do one thing excellent or you can do multiple things mediocre so you know that's yeah. what i i just i sold out on what we do best you know and then you, know, you were unwavering fun. about that too you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i think that that in talking to you um on you know visits that i made to oahu um and stuff and checking in with you and, and stuff, uh, it, you know, you were unwavering in that, uh, which then became your mission, right? You know, it just, once you, that belief system was there or that, you know, value system was in place, or, you know, maybe you kind of had to remold yourself a little bit, but once you did, then you knew, okay, this is what I want on my website. This is what I want Mm -hmm. to share on my social Mm -hmm. media. Um, this is what I want my company to help in the community with, uh, to, to kind of move full, move that, um, goal post, you know, uh, further down the line, you know, but it's taken, I mean, what it's taken a good three years to kind of make that digital brand reflect, start to reflect what was already, you know, um, going on inside the company, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're still learning. To yeah. Day, a lot of trial and error, but yeah, once it, I don't want to, I don't want to downplay it as it's not easy. Um, the word is simple. So once you define, you know, you you made that line in the sand. This is this is what my idea and my company is. This is what we stand for, um, and this is what we want to do with it. Right. And then you draw that line in the sand, and it's like right, wrong, right, indifferent. You're just gonna be unrelenting, you know. And and you're that's that's what it is. You're just gonna be like, this is what it. This is who I am. This is what what it is. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go for it. And sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes along the way you. You're going to make a ton of mistakes and then you're going to make a ton of pivots and it's going to change on you and it's going to grow on you. And hopefully it's always growth and not regression. (laughs) Um, You know, hopefully it's always, you know, three steps forward and then just one step back, you know, but that's all it is. You just, you define your culture and you pick a target and you just go. The the article is by a writer by the name of Julian Shapiro. And I happened to just kind of stumble upon it. And it just seemed to be the theme theme of the week for me. Um, So what the writer is just talking about is, you know, what metrics matter? Because every day, you know, today in our society, we are literally like, there is becoming this digital layer between us, right? Um, It's getting to the point where it's like, how can you even, I mean, 
Facebook and Instagram shut down for eight hours last week and, you know, all hell broke loose, right? You know, people couldn't make money. Uh, they couldn't sell products, you know, uh, they couldn't get likes. God forbid yeah, yeah. they don't get likes. <laughs> they couldn't um, show people their food. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, you know, I found it very timely that this kind of came up because uh, it, the writer has a really good and we'll make sure that we put this blog post in the description so that everybody can read it. I'm sharing it with all my friends because, it, you know, I think the writer has done a very good job of explaining um, what really matters when you're talking about vanity metrics. You know, everybody talks about that. Uh, there are important vanity metrics and then there are the real vanity metrics, I guess, or the real, um, and which ones are you paying attention to? Um, so for starters, they're just saying that, you know, uh, your personal vanity metrics would be, you know, your education or how many books you read, um, you know, how many friends you have on Facebook, uh, stuff like that. Um, but, you know, his point is to never obsess over the wrong metric. And I think that that when you see stuff on Facebook all the time and, you know, uh, a viral video or whatever, and then you never hear that same person posting anything else, it just went viral. You know, it doesn't necessarily make you a YouTube star just because you had a viral video or something like that, you know, so. Um, but I think down deeper here, he's broken it down into uh, different kinds of uh, content in terms of how your framework, he's calling it a framework of the different kinds of the goal path, the ability spectrum and the virtue spectrum and what those mean. Um, and here they, you know, he kind of talks about you know, when I started reading through this, I, the immediate thing that jumped out to me was I was thinking of the 10,000 hours kind of thing. And what is, you know, to become an expert, you need 10,000 hours. But people say that. And, you know, it was a, it was featured in the book by Glad, uh, I think Charles Gladwell uh, called The Outliers, where he looks at like people like Bill Gates and other, you know, uh, you know, the Virgin Atlantic guy and, you know, Bezos or whatever, you know, it was, it's an older book now, actually, but, um, you know, the, the term kind of came out of this, uh, this scientific paper on 10,000 hours to become an expert. And there's lots of other things that become, that make this, these people who they are today, but, uh, but for you and me and just all regular everyday people, what does it take? You know what I mean? Um, and I mean, 10,000 hours is basically 430 something days of doing nothing but that 24 hours a day. And then you could break it down further. It's basically about nine years if you spent three, three hours a day on it. Right. That's a, a long time. 10 years of your life. Yeah, it's five years if you're full time, 10 years. Okay. Right. Um, and, you know, it kind of can be defined this way um, in order to achieve the goal, which helps kind of 
you know, I'm kind of a list list person. So, you know, I'll make myself a list. Of course, the list never ends. Uh, I'm always adding more to the list, which can be kind of, um, I, you know, kind of a taskmaster kind of thing. You know, you're never really free of the list. Uh, but I get stuff done, <laughs> you know. Um, I feel like I'm getting closer to the larger, bigger goal that we're trying to do, which is to launch our patina powder coating around the world. It's a huge goal because the um, the market that we're playing into is a $70 billion industry. Um, how do we grab a piece of that, you know? Um, and you're more about building this multi-million dollar industry here in, in our state. So different, different goals and different approaches to those goals. Um, what do you say to that? As, as far as uh, how do we, how do you, how, how do you come up with a, a path to that goal or yeah, I mean, how are you? How long time are we going to take to get there? Yeah, right. I mean, are, or is it really more about the time it takes to get there? Or is it more about just doing the tasks off the list? Or do you have like, how? what's your approach to that goal in the sense of you personally? You know, is it making more network connections that it is more your your strength? Or is it more just, take you know, getting a task off the list kind of thing? So, um, oh, it's a big one. They, we would, you know. So once you set your 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 big goal, right? Now, now we're trying to reverse engineer it all the way back down to your daily task list. Right. So there's a bunch of there's a there, there's a lot of great operating systems out there for organizations, and and you know. Um, I haven't used them all, but the one I've I've used for my company is is uh, the Entrepreneur's Operating System called EOS. So basically, you know, you you can distill the whole um, strategy on two pieces of paper, right? And it, it starts with the big that big goal. Of this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna um, we're gonna bring patina powder coat to the world in ten years. And then, and then from there, you, 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 you kind of work backwards. Um, you come up with your five-year, five-year goals, three-year goals, one-year goal, and then uh, one-year plan. And then from your one-year plan, you you have three-month plans, quarterly plans. Uh-huh. And then, then you meet. You have a regular meeting pulse, like you know, uh, at, least, at least two to four times a month, you know, once a week, you know, making sure that you're hitting your quarterly goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're, you're, you're reevaluating every three months and then you're doing a, you're doing a whole um, strategy overhaul once a year, you know, so that's the, oof, that's the EOS system in a nutshell. So, right. you know, it's kind of what, they, I think it's also part of, I think it was in the book Traction where they talk about right. like the 
big Just boulders the, and the pebbles and yeah, medium-sized yeah, yeah. rocks and stuff like that, you know, and the, how much you can fill it. The, the, the name of the book is Traction. The name of the system is Entrepreneur US. Yeah. And we've talked about it before. I think in uh, one of the earlier episodes, I think it was episode five or six, where we talk about getting what you're worth, right? And I think we talked about that book again uh, there in that episode, if you want to refer to it. But yeah, that's where I read. I have that book and I, you know, I I do. I don't necessarily follow it as linear as you do. Um, but in the back of my head, maybe I am um, subconsciously. And so I'm constantly checking, right? Um, where I'm at, uh, taking a gauge or a measurement there um, and, and stuff. You that's know? fine because you're, you know, you're a very tiny team, you know, just you and Ross. So, yeah, the, the I never meet I with really, them. <laughs> I know the thing, but the thing I learned about EOS, you know, is like, it's really like a team effort. Yeah. So, you know, if, you, if your organization isn't really built that way, your business model isn't really built that way yet, you know, it's okay to do what, you know, and all, all my EOS facilitator friends are going to kill me now because that's business for them that I'm taking away. But, you know, for people, for, for small shops like you, you know, um, it's fine just to pick and choose, you know, right. um, certain things, you know, um, from the, the system, you know, to do it all, you know, you need, you need like a, you have to be at a level where you have like a team of managers. Right. right. Yeah. Or, I mean, there's lots or of, at least a parts. team of, um, at least a team of, um, uh, auto coders, at least, you know, you, you need, you need a team bottom line. You need more than, more than maybe at least, at least three humans, three to right. five, maybe. Yeah. Right. I think for him and I, you know, we are married. So that just adds to the, a component, another component, but I, I think it's really for me, I just, I get a temperature reading from him on things or where he's at in his thinking. Of course, he's handling all the day-to-day -day production and stuff like that. So like if I'm, you know, if I'm, you know, I'm doing most of the bidding and um, phone and desk, desktop work, uh, but usually I'll check in with him on something if I'm unsure about it or whatever, it's simple enough. Um, you know, sometimes in the morning we talk about longer term goals or some of those bigger, bigger, bigger rocks, boulders, whatever, <laughs> you know, um, it's kind of just more of a gauge or temperature reading kind of thing yeah. metrics, but there, you know, I mean, you can get when you're talking about content and we were talking about content too. Um, Cause I think down here further, um, you know, they talk about the 80, 20 rule, which I've actually found a really good graphic, which I like to get back to on that um, mm -hmm. in terms of how to, do it in your business um, and stuff and how you can use that 80-20 rule uh, with mm -hmm. customers. Um, but they're saying, you know, like uh, this one's about ability, you know, like, okay, you made 30 under 30, you've got an MBA and you have a million followers on Instagram. What does that mean? Because really all of those can be faked and, <laughs> and are faked every day. Um, 
and so, but what do they mean to the people that are following you, right? Um, and stuff. Um, I think down here, it really kind of brings down to the, the nitty gritty of, oh wait, right here, about the different kinds of content that you put out there. And you said yesterday, like when you started doing this content, with your social media and ramping up the website and Facebook and all of that, you know, like it's it's an unbelievable amount of content you have to create. Unbelievable. Um, you're doing a lot of that right now. I have my own insights on it just because I have created an unbelievable amount of content um, and where I am versus where you're at kind of in the trenches right now, creating a lot of content just to gain attraction, right? And followers. Right. Um, yeah, you, what I tell people is just, you know, once you figured out your, your culture, your strategy, you know, who you are holistically as an organization, um, just put it out there. You know, that, that, that's been the social media strategy so far is just put yourself out there for the world to see. Um, and and take it as it comes and you know make changes as you go or learn you know yeah gonna know unless you try kind of thing so that's that's what we've been doing just putting this stuff out there yeah um if anybody's interested head on over to instagram uh it's calietto and sons right yes spelled out, so. um c-a-l-i-e-d-o and the S O N S. Yeah, A N D. Yeah, instead of like an um, ampersand. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's got some pretty, I just, I do love the cultural, you know, how you're bridging that cultural uh, to work and Ohana and, you know, yeah. raising up your, <laughs> your guys. Um, let me see if I can uh, just bring a screenshot into your company so people can see. Yeah, so this is their website. Go and follow him. I just love, he's, you know, they're doing a lot of, you can see the Hokulea and um, their stewardship uh, stuff that they're doing um, and everything. And um, uh, sure. I love the I images too. Yeah. yeah, thanks. Thank you. I love the images you're doing. This guy, whoever does your, uh, takes your pictures yeah. and stuff um really gets up close to the sweaty guys on the boat <laughs> yeah he makes it look good he it's, does yeah it's not, it's not that glamorous i've been telling people it's not as glamorous as these pictures make it but... yeah you better be careful it might no but you know you can see that's a tight spot and he's having to get in there and um you know you're raising up your employees. I love this. This is community um, as it speaks yeah. and the brand there with the uh, pictures of the, um, you know, your uh, hats and t-shirts and yeah. your workers wearing it and yeah. stuff. And a little, little bit of club chasing there with pictures of politicians and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> He's funny. Pictures slash entertainer. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's good use of uh, great, yeah. influencer marketing, you know, yeah. 
Um, but anyways, yeah, go check them out. I, um, I know you have Facebook and stuff too. Uh, the website is calietoandsons.com um, and stuff. But so, you know, what's, what's nice about that Instagram is, you know, you are kind of doing these three things, right. Um, mm-hmm. with, uh, mm-hmm. with this, as you're following this content marketing and stuff like that. And that's the virtue of, um, how, you know, uh, working on the Hokulea has, you know, using your skill level or your ability, uh, as an influencer, uh, to make a difference in your community directly, which is kind of the bottom line with this um, blog post uh, was don't just sit there and say something about it. Like, hey, everybody should go down to the Hokulea and work on it this weekend at six o'clock. You know, like, yeah, no, we're- They love that. They love that. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be there. Are you there? Or are you square yeah. kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, this is how we've changed our community. How are you? And that's what yeah. really, a, I think that that's really what influencer marketing is, is, um, you know, is that I think that's been elusive and the, the, this guy really captures it too. I mean, it's more about goal setting and goal checking, but, um, you know, when you see, um, you know, like, I don't know, I uh, don't want to mention Kardashian. I, I'll say like Richard Branson, right. You know, I mean, he's so much larger than life. Uh, when you see him, you know, going on his plane up on the stratosphere or whatever, it's, when he says something, it's, it's more about that than it is about, um, that he owns a plane or that he can get that high in the sky or, you know, whatever it's more about the virtue of, and what it means, uh, and what's the outcome of helping his employees or whatever. And I know you can kind of bash, you could bash pretty much any influencer, um, and stuff, but I think that that's usually what makes, people listen to that person, um, as an influencer is because they're bringing in this authenticity about themselves, which you said at the very beginning was knowing yourself, uh, and, and, and starting with you first. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think that that we kind of prove we we're proving that, you know, from the very first podcast we ever did was, we're just sharing our journey, right? We're, we're in the middle of nowhere. We're thousands of miles from lots of other coders on the mainland. And so we really don't know the way or we just know our way, but we're checking with you to see, Hey, is this something in common? You know, that's great, man. Like I, I I really, you know, look up to you and Ross for, you know, taking powder coating to the world, (laughs) you know, it's it, that's so admirable you know that's 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 what I try to do too is like just sell out on what I do well you know and just this is what we do we're really great at this and we want to share it and we want to meet other like minds and we want to network and yeah. you know just add you know add to the community just this very you know holistic approach to things and connectivity to other powder coders but and that's so, and 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 what makes it even more fulfilling is like it's not you're not only connecting on the technical and what you guys love to do, but you guys are really connecting on a human level. You know that this is the 
this is this goes back to the aloha stuff we're talking about yeah. where we're, we're, we're connecting on a human level you know passions you know i have a passion for this you have a passion for this and it happens to be this thing called powder coating but underneath it's like what we're realizing is hey we're, we have a lot in common yes despite our convictions or the color of our skin or you know our yeah. political affiliations or whatever you know we we both feel you know and i can i can feel you and i can see you you know so that, that that's yeah awesome. that's what's been shocking to me about the whole thing um you know i didn't know what i was doing i just wanted to voice uh, something out there you know i don't know we were in the middle of a lockdown what was i gonna do right you know um <laughs> We didn't have any content to share because technically our business was shut down. I mean, it had a lot to do with other things going on in our life too. But, you know, I thought, well, shucks, I better do something. Right. Um, And that's really what was, has been discovered for me. Of course now, you know um, I think part of that is it it, it is a, a labor of love that we're doing here at the podcast because it does take a few hours to um, put a podcast together and stuff and to be regular enough to um, post weekly or, you know, as much as I can um, bringing on guests and stuff. There's a lot of components to it, but I think that that's really where I've worked around and just figured that out that we're more alike than different. Um, And it, it, there is this cold side to digital marketing and digital just being on our phones 24 seven and online all the time and stuff is it, it, it does create this barrier for us all. And um, I think it distorts reality um, versus Mm -hmm. authenticity. And, um, you know, so maybe the podcast helps. And I I bet you that's why podcasting has helped grow so quickly too you know is it's still that human connection with a voice or a person's face or whatever you know um because you don't know when you see a post if it's real or not you know um you know uh i had another thought in there too but any comments on that last part i think i think we got it all man i think yeah we 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 hit our goal for today and getting to the meat of it, you know, and why why we do what we do. Yeah, I, evaluating too, you know, just that that it kind of adds to it. When I'm driving home at night, you know, I'm like, you know, is it really just about the list, or am I really just moving that goalpost to with you know my way of doing things? Uh, it, it it's. Uh, I feel accomplished. And I think that reflection is just as important in a metric than knowing how many people liked your post or how many followers you got over the, over last month or over the last post or whatever. I mean, I'm shocked sometimes I'm like, wow, I got picked up like all these followers. So, you know, like I, I'm not trying for that anymore. Um, I already met that goal. So like to have a business that has over a thousand followers for me and just any small business is, is a, is a big goal um, and not an easily achieved one. So uh, everybody that is close to that or whatever, and that really 
you know, I, I set a goal and then once I get past it, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm okay with that. Now I don't need to have that hanging over my head anymore. Right. And I can reflect and, and move on to the next uh, step in the process. You know, I yeah. think I shot yeah. two the other day when I realized, you know, um, that, you know, you're not just connecting with the people that you're trying to hire or your employees or the people that are following mm -hmm. you locally because of your goal being so big, you're going to find that you're going to reach out to a much, much broader audience. You haven't seen it, may not have seen it yet, just because you want to focus on local, your local, but eventually you'll get to that point where people will start reaching out to you, calling you. That's when you know you're, you're really an influencer. And who knows, maybe this will get, find its way somewhere and, you know. Um, but sharing your story is important. And you, you did, you kind of had shared something yesterday, just a simple thing that somebody uh, su surprising called you out of the blue and you're like, wow, how did you even know about me kind of thing? Yeah. And that's when, you know, you're being an influencer, you're changing things for the better or making you, that is a, a metric that you should pay attention to. Right. Right. There's, there's, and that's the beauty of, you know, social media. As much as I've hated it and I yeah. love hate it, you know, um, that's the beauty of it too. It really democratizes. Um, yeah. And if you really, really have something to share, you know, and you really are convicted about, you know, you're passionate about what your mission in life is, you know, it's easy to put it out there now, you know, for, you know, for not much money, you know, <laughs> and yeah for more right. as business owner well thank you ian for joining me today i appreciate your help and um thanks for sharing your insights on goal setting and measuring your goals uh it's been a pleasure having you of course it's always easy and great to talk to you because you i value your your insights too. Uh, so it's always, I, I'm happy that you're able to share your insights with our audience. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Kim and Ross for allowing me to speak to you guys and your audience. You know, it's always great to share, you know, I'll, that's like how I said, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I'll, I'll tell a stranger my whole life story if they let me. <laughs> you know, I love it. Thank you. Awesome, thank you. Aloha.